Hi, my name is Nick Thompson and I run holisticvet.co.uk. We're based near Bath in England. I'm Dr. Brendan Clark. I'm based at Towerwood Vets in West Yorkshire. And my name's Dr. Connor Brady, the non-vet of the gang from dogsbirth.ie. And together we are the Raw Pet Medics. <laughs> Hello, he's back. <laughs> and he's not blushing. He's not blushing, I believe. No, he's That's not blushing. The faintest, the faintest little bit of a tan with the yeah, he was linings. <laughs> he got caught out in the sun for about 25 seconds as he ran to the car. And look what, look David Bowie called it a snow white tan. Snow white tan, yeah. That's, yeah, right. that's exactly what yeah. I, But you know what? I didn't go in the sun voluntarily walking from A to B. I, I did not sit and sunbathe one second for the entire two weeks. I kid oh you not. God. Yeah. Is that a normal thing? Is that a normal thing that you do on holidays? Or like, or is it just you're too Bernie? No, I'm too Bernie. I just, uh, it's, I've just given up. I just, I've burned so many yeah. times. And I just, <laughs> yes, no, yeah. You're like yeah. a snake crawling out of your skin after about two uh, days. It's like, yeah. this isn't working. After two days, two yeah. hours. Ow. 30 oh, degrees on one of, the, uh, yeah. one of the days. It was crazy. This is me. This is tanned. And your your fair other half, of course, is going to love the sun. What about your kids, Nick? Uh, how do they how do they fare? Brown as berries. Well, Lucas uh, brown as berry. Uh, 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 Ellie's brown as berry. Arthur's bird. No, like me. Because he was in the pool. He was in the pool the whole time. So we were slathering yeah. him with stuff the whole time. We've got a thing planned for, for December because the World Cup is on in December. We usually get together for the, the European Cup, World Cup, these three friends. Now we've all got kids and the lads are saying, why don't we get this you know, big villa in Spain and go there for a week for some of the key matches? We thought, that's a great idea. And I've got the youngest kids. I've got particularly the youngest kid, the one and a yeah. half, wobbly, yeah. I want to throw myself into the pool every day. And it's like, uh, I'm just thinking, we're all booked this. I pay my deposit. And then myself and Lane gone, actually, this is going to be hell. This is going to be difficult. Like a, our own pool and a little pool beside it. And sellotape a heap of um, life jackets to her or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I had a brainwave yesterday. And I think people took it a bit seriously. But I'm just going to tell you what it is. Uh, somebody, a, a producer over in New Zealand, had got on to me and said, you know, the dog on your front cover, it's our dog. And I thought it was the photographer's dog. And I get chatting to the producer. She shows me her, her wares, and I'm like, oh, my God, what a company, beautiful bits and bobs, and I'm looking at the website. Then I check out where the company is, and it's, and it's nestled amongst all these mountains beside a little lake. It's called Puppy Love New Zealand, and I thought, geez, that is beautiful. Then I had a brainwave to finish off the post with. I thought, wouldn't it be great if RPM went on the road? And, yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I knew like this idea. Something like something like uh, Ramsey and uh, what's his name and uh, what's the other guy's name? <laughs> the three chefs on the road, Gino and something else. And I was trying to decide who'd be Ramsey, who'd be Gino, and who'd be the French guy. And I'm thinking, Bren had to be the French guy because he looked like him. All right, so one of us has to be the fool. So I'm probably going to be Gino. That makes you Gordon Ramsey. Uh, well, so the three of us. I've got this, so yeah, and I can curse a lot if uh, if you really want me to. But I was thinking, so I said, raw producers, um, but they were looking particularly for ones that are near wineries, uh, certainly sunny places. I reckon there's somebody in California that's probably got a really nice winery. (laughs) So uh, Napa Valley has probably got some uh, raw producers. Pet shop, anyway. You know, we'll be uh, we'll be in the wettest, wildest. 
bleakest places in Europe yeah. for this yeah, round. Poor Britain first. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, I'll tell you what, yeah. we will get invited to Iceland, where I will oh, get yeah. a tan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll be doing that Wim Hof ice diving in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What a legend that guy is. Well, I haven't met him. Check YouTube Wim Hof and see what he does, Wim guys. Hof, he's a guy. Yeah, he's sitting in icy water, like one degree water for hours, and he doesn't yeah. freeze. It's, it's uh, all about breathing, isn't it? People took it very seriously. It started getting shared on other pages. Look at this RPM will go on the road. And I thought, how, how cool that people look forward to that idea. And I thought, it's not nice that people. Then I thought, geez, is this possible? Could we do that? Anybody in Canada that wants me to call in and just sort of mm. test water? Oh, yeah. You're off to Canada, Brian. You're off. You've got an amazing holiday lined up, haven't you? Yeah. Just, yes. We're just talking about our holidays here today. But, uh, Four weeks, I'm going to be disappearing. But I might oh, make my appearance for the state. Brian, from when to when? Uh, so I go two days' time down to London, fly on Friday, and then I'm out until the 23rd of May, something like that. Okay, okay. Lovely. So, and you're going to try and chime in with us on a Tuesday, but I don't try too hard, because when you're on holiday, you really don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't worry. Okay, <laughs> Brady, you and me for four weeks. No problem. Get rid of the dead weight. Let's wait. go on the road. <laughs> <laughs> This is on the road. Yeah, okay. It's cheaper. We only yeah. need two bedrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even gone yet, and they're killing me off. <laughs> yeah, get, get, get the RPM credit card going. Guys, we're on uh, patreon.com forward slash raw pet medics. We do also put out useful information. Uh, so uh, we do appreciate any help you can give us on patreon.com. Uh, that keeps us going and helps us plan for these amazing holidays that we're going to go on. We'll <laughs> uh, think of some way you'll benefit from that. Not sure. Um, it is FAQ tonight, guys. Uh, what, Can I just uh, make a, yeah, a quick, a quick uh, uh, shout out? Um, yeah. I should have said it earlier, but I'm doing a summit. You guys are, are going to be speakers to that summit. I've told you about that before, and I'm really, really excited. It's in October. So uh, you guys joining us today, if there's anybody who you think is essential viewing good value on the raw front, uh, or even just nutrition in general, even human nutrition, please just shout out any names, uh, write down those names, and we'll see if we can't get those people on. That would be really, really great. Thank you. You're doing my work for me. Would you like a question, guys? We've got a thousand questions. Shall we move on? Yeah. Look, this is one for you guys as well, just what your experience has been. Uh, a lot of patron uh, people have asked and a lot of Facebook uh, people and people have crossed over. So, um, and this is about allergy testing, okay? What's your experience with allergy testing? So many people, uh, so in South Africa, they're finding it difficult to do allergy testing. They're, um, you know, sending it to the States or to the UK. Um, they're then sort of trying to work out if the game meats are going to be included because uh, they call everything venison if it's game. Uh, rather than it, yeah. everything from giraffe through to you know, whatever. Um, and the other side is the, um, you know, so is venison the same in the States as it is in the UK? Um, and what do you think about these tests? Do you think they're effective? Do you think um, there's other ways to address a dietary sensitivity um, when you're looking at raw feed? Okay, I'm going to jump in on this one. Um, I always say to clients that uh, when you're doing blood testing for sensitivity, there's three major sensitivities. You've got indoor allergens, which is house dust, house dust mite. You've got outdoor allergens, which is pollens. Okay, so they're usually seasonal. And you've got food. 
the tests for indoor and outdoor allergens are pretty good. Yeah? Talk to any dermatologist, they'll say that they're, 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 they stack up quite well with the intradermal test, which is the gold standard for which for the pain to do. And, uh, but the, when you're testing for food, it's not that reliable. Uh, I would say it's a guide at best. If you've got some big fat zeros next to venison and next to duck, say, that's maybe a good place to start. But if it looks like there's some sensitivity to beef, you might be sensitive to beef, but you might not be sensitive to beef. So for me, these blood tests, I will use them as, as, as a guide. Gene Dodds does a, does a saliva test. You get the dog, dog just chew on a piece of rope for a minute, and then you send it off to Gene Dodds, and she will do the same. It, and she will claim that it's, it's you know, very, very, very good. But I, I, you know, people I've spoken to, dermatologists and what have you, they'll say eh, it's about as reliable as the blood test. So, yeah. guys, that's, that, that's me. Uh, you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I would definitely verify that there was a great study and my bloody computer won't let me open it. Um, there's an award-winning study where they compared, they got 25 dogs that they knew were sensitive to certain proteins and they put tests to the test. So they did patch tests and blood work and for food allergies, okay, for food sensitivities, yeah. not necessarily an allergy you're looking at. So um, for anybody that doesn't know, it's a pretty pretty uh, tough looking thing where you shave the dog and you, it's a, you're pricking them with the, with the antigen, with the allergen and you're, you're waiting for a reaction. And uh, the other one is a blood test that, that would be seen as one of the better ways to do it with saliva and, and bioresonance and stuff perhaps a little bit behind that. So the blood test turns out uh, there's a positive and a negative. So if there's a reaction, the blood test is utterly unreliable. It was like 35, 40% right in a blood test because they were, what they were testing for, as somebody else was explaining, that you produce these antibodies all the time. So when you eat a piece of lamb, you might produce antibodies for lamb. It doesn't mean you've actually got a problem with it, but the soldiers are there just keeping an eye and making sure that kind of thing. That was my explanation for IgA, IgG, around the gut. But, so the blood test on a positive note, so if the beef or chicken was on the list, and now they've got grades, medium, you're a little bit allergic to beef. And it's like, hmm. Uh, so they were entirely unreliable. But if the thing wasn't on the list, blood tests got to 85% reliability. But even that's not enough. That means 15% of those tests are not going to be accurate, which if you're trying to do a food exclusion diet, that is the only way to do it. An mm -hmm. allergy test can't depend. The patch test, by the way, if the, thing, if the dog did not react to a patch test, it was 99% effective. The problem is nobody wants to do that to their dog. Pretty horrific looking, pretty tough on the dog. So the blood mm -hmm. test is kind of your option, and it's shit. So it's like, oh my God, what, what do we do? So that exclusion diet, guys, everybody's writing about it. You'll see a million articles on it. That's definitive, cheap, quick. It's in front of you. It's nutritious. Do you like lamb? Are you okay on lamb? Two or three weeks. Are you okay on, you know, start with the, the outside ones, goat, venison, fish, and then come to your beef and then leave chicken to the last. What about you, Bren? Where are you on that? Yeah, I, I would then look... Um... I always use the at best it's a guide, at worst it's misleading, um, yeah. especially uh, for any of these tests. There's, there's limited, you know, any test that you do, they're going to be limited. Even the skin test, they'll only test 20 to 30 um, proteins. There's a lot more in foods out there that, that can cause allergies and sensitivities, um, you know, so without there being necessarily a positive on those tests. So um, I think um, we've, we've got to be really cautious doing the food trial, I think, is absolutely right, Connor. Um, you know, no problems with that. 
I think you're a little bit short on your timings. I think, you know, uh, certainly if it's just a sensitivity rather than an allergy, then two to three weeks, you might see a marked difference. I think if it's truly an allergy, that can take six to eight weeks to get out of the system. Mm. Um, and that's that's the thing that, you know, although it's, it's something that you can affect at home and you, you're quick to implement, it's not necessarily quick to get a result because if yeah. you're sort of six to eight weeks in, and you're not getting a change, you need to look at another protein. Mm. But if you're six to eight weeks in and you're getting a change, you actually need to persevere through to 12 weeks to see if it's totally eliminated. That's be a long time for some people that oh. are very limited proteins mm. Um, mm. and worrying about the other additions that they're adding into their food. No. Um, now, don't get me wrong, this is the fallacy about why um, diet trials you know, that are so short can be totally misleading because they can cope for that length of time quite happily, um, you know, slowly depleting their stores of, of, you know, nutrients. But, you know, getting on for long term, don't then, then just stick with, I've done this for 12 weeks, he's allergic to the world. turkey, okay, uh, therefore I'm going to avoid turkey. In fact, actually, do you know what, I'm going to um, stick with um, this venison diet for the rest of its life because you know, yeah, I, I worked out that it can cope on that diet. No, no, you need to start exploring other proteins again yeah. to make sure you get a good enough mix and yeah. rounded diet for your dog. So please yeah. don't just say, oh, I found they're okay on this, on goat as this one thing, um, mm. or, or giraffe, um, if you're in South Africa. Mm. You know, what, whether that's legal or really? not, but, you know. <laughs> I think, um, you know, don't stick to one meat and think that, that's going to be. But I often give the analogy of uh, when people come to me with this with a with a dog with a clearly shot gut, you know, and he's in bits and he's been through a number of vets, which is always a bit daunting. Now he's in a bad way. What am I going to do? But I often give the analogy now at the start of the so to set expectations correct and I say, look, you're coming to me uh, and you're looking to buy a new car, and I'm looking at the car you drove in on, and the wheels have fallen off, and it's put in the bottom, and there's muck all over the bottom half, and I'm looking at it going, it looks like a pounds car, it's falling apart. And uh, the person's trying to buy a Porsche off me. And I'm saying, listen, I can sell you a Porsche, but I ask, where are you driving this car? Is it a farmyard in the state of it? Just give me the Porsche car. So I sell you the Porsche, you head off, you come back in a week and the wheels are falling off the Porsche and the shocks are gone and you want another car. And this time you want a different type of Porsche, new Ferrari. I say, guys, it's the road you're driving on is the problem. So people want to jump to raw and assume that that's going to fix the issue. And when it doesn't work for some vets that don't know what they're looking at, uh, they say, raw didn't work, of course it didn't. But actually the good is ruined and you've got a lot of rehab to go through before you can expect it to be happy and processing again. So there is a, a lot of, it's not just an elimination trial. Ben's totally right. But here's the question, guys, okay? There's other bits and things you do to, to help fix the gut. Here's the main question. How long do you persist with, with bad foods on the protein you're on before you say, this isn't worth Two to four weeks. I would usually go two to four weeks because oh. I think that people, people won't do eight weeks. Because no, it's hard yeah. to say that it's, to someone like yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, if you're not sure at four weeks, but you know, dog is brighter, maybe coat is better, but still the stool is still not so good. Then you might push on. It's, wow. I think you would. Yeah, you would. Uh, I, I, my, my general inclination though is two to four weeks. You know, because if you've yeah. got four proteins, you know, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, it means that you've been off everything else for at least six weeks. And so that gives you a little bit of space, allows, you know, IgG levels to come down. So yeah. 
I think you have to look, but I think two weeks, you can tell an awful lot in two weeks. You know, I yeah. have dogs who've been, who've been squishing through the eye of a needle for five years, put them on the right, right protein, and within 48 hours, owner is on the phone in tears saying, he's yeah. the perfect food. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, it's, that's, it's, the, that's the dream, but I, I try to balance, like, you know, um, how long can I have this dog failing in front of them before they dump the idea? And go conventional, which can you can put a bandage on it and it goes away for two or three weeks. And uh, so that's why I've decreased down to this figure. Lynn Thompson, actually, who would, would have been the boss of this sort of field and totally educated me on it, would have said the same thing as Brendan and saying, No, I'm kind of push it on because, and I'm like, Oh, now I'm shortening it because I kind of don't want the dog to have diarrhea all over the kitchen for a week, a week and a half. Somebody in the house that's not on side saying, This is not working clearly, you know. so it's a tough one, isn't it, to bounce up and, and try to get people to hold hold steady until we have an answer. And, and you know, anyway, that's a, that's a big And I, I will often bring them in to, you know, um, support and just to go through. And absolutely, you don't do it in isolation. You've got to look at, you know, sort of prepping the ground, making sure. I mean, some of it is down to, will be gut sensitivity, you'll get diarrhea. But there's also the skin issues and things like that. You know, you've got to give some guidance and support. You've got to help that dog in those early stages to ease their itch at the very least whilst you're going through this process of elimination. Um, and, you know, those are the challenges. And also be aware, you know, a lot of the done-for-you diets um, that are out there that are pre-minced, they will add in other um, proteins underneath the headline. So you'll get a headline of this is turkey, um, but then they'll use beef liver to... Um, you know, effectively balance the diet for you. Um, or there'll be, you know, beef tripe in some of these, um, you know, if they've got a lamb diet, you'd, mm. you'd hope they'd use lamb tripe, but not all of them do. Uh, so look out for those single protein ones. There are certain companies that do them. There are certain companies that will project that they're doing them, but actually underneath the headline, there is actually other um, yeah. uh, meats in there. Sue, Sue, Sue is saying, I'm poo obsessed. No question, just I'm poo obsessed. <laughs> okay. So I thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, yeah, another person said, can you, can you, can you, go on the club, yeah. can you comment on nutritional deficiencies during elimination diet? I think that, yeah, you need to kind of, people will say, is this a complete diet that you're on? Sometimes it's like just feed lamb. If they can't find other organ meats or whatever, it's not about the perfect diet for the next, your dog has got big problems you're trying to get over. Uh, and, and if you were to look under the hood at his bloods, his, his blood will be off. His vitamin and min, his vitamins levels will be off because his blood floor is shot. He's not digesting properly. Uh, and so you will see problems. Of course, you're not going to start putting things in there to try to fix those problems with a George Jetson pill. You've got to fix the road and then the right diet will come in and then the nutrients will come after it. Your dog's not going to drop down on the ground for want of a particular vitamin and mineral while you're feeding quality meat on the bone with organ meat and stuff. So... Don't quite worry about the nutritional deficiency. That is an issue and a concern that can be solved by people that don't quite understand. You can add in your little cheaty nutritional supplement as an extra ingredient. There's many ways, but I would say, if you want to look at those things, look after it. Like two or three months down the line, where am I? Is there something I'm missing? Is he terribly low on iron? But I would put that to the back of my mind. My mind, my dog's got bigger problems than the uh, complete diet that I'm not giving him. Oh, I wouldn't worry about that at all. Um, and have you a, come across the venison question? The, um, is venison in the States the same as venison in the UK? Surely, isn't it? No? Well, that's, really that's a question idea. because actually venison in the UK is the same as, uh, you know, whether it's red deer or roe deer, it's going to be the same. 
Now, the question yeah. then comes, are they different enough, like a lamb and a cow, uh, to be different proteins? Well, that's interesting. Okay. Um, and therefore, you know, what are they doing in the States? Is it white-tailed deer? Is it, you Black know, tail. something different? Mm. Um, or is yeah. it actually they've taken the same test? Yeah, but sure. they're all they're all the same species, aren't they? They're all they're all um, well, they're all deer. So what you're comparing is a Hereford uh, a cow yeah. a, with a, a Frisian cow with a Devon Rex. Cow. But, but but I would say those cows might interbreed. Deer don't interbreed. So maybe they're far enough yeah, they're from each other. No, do well, they not? no. Oh, they do. Of course they do. So I've got I've got seeker red deer crosses here. What am I saying? Oh. I haven't seen a I haven't seen a roe deer cross because probably they're so small and they just don't want to do it. To them. But uh, yeah, no, the the problem with our red deer populations here in Ireland, we've got some of the oldest deer in the world in Wicklow and Kerry Mountains. And the problem is the Sika deer and they come in and they, they start mm -hmm. getting along with each other and you get these hybrids that are that are sully in the pool like the like the dingo population, you know. So uh, yeah, actually they probably are close enough that it's a different breed of dog, but it's still a dog. That's interesting, Brent. I want to explore yeah. that. Um I've got, I've got a question for, yeah. for the last, we've got our last, quite a light one, but an interesting one to send. This is, uh, it says, when my dog was a puppy from eight weeks to eight months old, he ate uh, every food that I gave him and supplements. I follow yours, Dr. Beckers, Rodney, and other holistic staff and vet advice on nutrition. But since about nine months old, he became a really fussy eater. He rejects banana, berries, veg, sardines, offals, all nutritious foods. Of course, yes. I can't do my 80-10-10 anymore. He's only going for the meat, and that's it. Do they stay fussy eaters, or is this a stage and eventually get their appetite back? Isn't that an interesting one? Or some of the food companies sort of experience that with puppies mm -hmm. sort of transitioning through that, that sort of puberty and then coming into yeah. um you know that that sort of uh later life stuff and um i always always question is it is it truly that they've been put off the food yeah uh, sorry tr is it truly that they're fussy or is have they been put off the food for an aversion that something they've tasted hasn't been quite right um you know there are so many different foods out there that you just always query you know, has there been something that they've just not done? Is it zoopharmacognosy? Is somebody adding too much um, herbage into uh, a mix? You know, uh, so I know there's a, a few companies out there adding some of the dewormer herbs into the mix. And sometimes, you know, if that's zoopharma, they're going to say, I don't have worms and that's too strong a flavor for me. I'm, I'm not into that. Um, so sometimes I would always say, go back to basics and say, will they just eat? You know, chopped up duck breast or, or whatever as a as an option, and if they'll take that, then just think: is it the the done for you diets that are maybe causing the problem? What's your thought? I'd say if it's if it's a puberty thing, I, the first thing that came to my mind was vegan pizza and Mars bars. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then sleep until midday. <laughs> yes, That's, I'm not being serious, guys. And um, so my thought is: if it's if it is just your hormone. It could be just a temporary thing, and they'll find their feet the other side of it. Don't know. Tell us what happened, please. That would be really interesting. But I would say I would go to if if you tried every meat and every offal and everything, and they just just they're just not into it. It's a rare dog that will refuse. Yeah. You know, three four different types of meat that are lightly cooked. So it's rare. It's raw in the middle. 
and it's just sealed on the yeah. outside. It says he who doesn't cook anything. Yeah, that's, that's, that's spot on. Um, sometimes I, I see these cases in the clinic, and actually they don't need that amount of food. They're, people are perceiving them to be fussy, but actually what they've done is they're just like, whoa, I don't need that much. You know, I just give me a break. I don't need another bowl doubling under my nose. Yeah. Um, so for the feeders out there, um, I'm not saying this question person was, but I do see something in the clinic. And I would just say, look, if their body condition score is like, you know, um, the palm of your hand, I, I know Nick loves this, this way of doing it. Uh, if it's the back of the hand, that's perfect. If it's the palm of your hand, they're too fat. If it's their knuckles, they're too thin. And literally, and actually, you know, we've had this discussion before. They're probably better halfway between the knuckles and the back of your hand than they are being the palm of your hand and fatter. So just be cautious that you haven't hit a sort of, you know what? They've downregulated their metabolism. They've reached the end of their growth curve. And you're still trying to shovel in at 5% plus um, because you're sort of feeding them as a puppy. And you haven't realized that they've sort of downregulated and they're down at 2% requirement. Um, and just going, you know what? I don't need that food. Yeah. I, I, a lady came in to me uh, very distressed and very worried about the dog. And, she, and, you know, I couldn't see her for 10 days. And she said, my dog isn't eating any food. And I said, okay, listen, I'll, just, I'll get you in as soon as possible. Okay. And I was, I was really worried about this dog. She came over and um, two year old dog waddled into the practice and i.e. it's really, really fat. And I looked at the history and I, and I give a questionnaire and on the history I said, what treats are you using? And there, there were 14 different treats on this, this, this list. And for a dog who's not eating any food, I thought that's quite a lot of treats. So what was actually happening was, unbeknownst to her, she drifted into the situation where if dog was off its food just tiny bit, didn't want his breakfast because he was kind of growing out of having breakfast, perhaps she would give a treat and then dog was less keen to eat a bit of lunch and so she'd give a treat and then he was not less keen to eat his dinner and therefore she'd give a treat. And so she'd gradually gone from a, a, a food-based diet to a treat-based diet and thus she thought, oh my goodness, she woke up one day and thought, oh my goodness, dog isn't eating a substantial yeah. amount of food, what am I going to do? So all we did we withdrew the, the treats for a month. Dog found his appetite and off we go. What uh, my bitch, Bluebell, she said, I just want to eat once a day from puberty, actually. So that's quite interesting. Maybe there was a switch there. And Mouse, who's as skinny as a Bluebell, she's a fat whippet. Uh, but but uh, Mouse is skinny as anything. And she eats once a day as well. So... There's a kind of horses for courses, but I would say if the dog is not as fussy, once a day feeding. Uh, so some tips for picky dogs in case he is hungry and doesn't like the food for whatever reason. Behavior comes into it a lot. We had this in guide dogs a bit. Tips for picky dogs, I would definitely go with what Nick said there. Cook the food, so get some burger meat, fatty burger meat, and you flatten it into a, into a patty and you put it on a hot pan. Browning of the meat is called a Maillard reaction. And if that, that isn't, it's the smell you get that makes your tummy rumble. So people love cooked meat, the black lines on it. That's an, that's an MRP as well. So a bit of cooking, for a certain amount of time each side, 30 seconds each side, I'd even put a little bit of salt on it. I'd say, right, here is some cooked salt and beef. No, vegetarians can't say no to that. And you give it to the dog. He goes, oh, sweet. 
cooks all the beef on less meals a day, as Nick was saying. Okay, great. Next time you do it, you cook it less salt or less cook it less until he's back onto his meat yeah. and bone diet. And you can do it all different meats and stuff. But like you said, this, this cooked meat diet you can move on to for a while. You can change it. Because uh, raw dog food companies that are cooking their mixes, taking the bone out and putting in classic and carbonate and stuff, it's the poor man substitutes the real deal, but he can have his meaty bones. So there is solutions there for the picky dogs, tins of fish and tins of salmon, you know, tasty. Uh, so you could try all that. But I would say when you start going down that road, and it's like, my dog doesn't like to eat. He only likes mussels from the Scottish Highlands, I was going to say, as opposed to the Welsh. And it's like, give me a break. Well, you're feeding the dog from your hand. He'll only eat from my hand. So we had that in Guide Dog, where the pup, was such an expert and put so much value and strange connection on his food that he was eventually having the person feed the food to him from our hand, as if a dog needs to be fed by hand, kibble. So as opposed to starving the dog into submission, we would see a behavioral issue here where the owner was, was, the, was the bit of an issue. And the advice for that would be that you need to totally shake up the dinner routine. You would change the bowl, change the feed time, change how he's fed, change what he's fed and in a different room where you can see him. Because he could be looking at his food and looking at your reaction. You're standing there going, are you doing it? Are you doing it? It's like you're sitting on the toilet and someone's saying, are you going to the toilet? Are you going? It's like you're going until you start looking at me. <laughs> okay. We're Raw Pet Medics. You'll find us on patreon.com. And if you can afford the price of a cup of tea or coffee, we really, really appreciate it. Our show is always free to listen to. And uh, thanks for joining us. And thanks for all your comments. We'll go through them afterwards, as we always do. And uh, we'll see you all next week at the same time, same place. All right. Blind, 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 blind,